0: Hello and welcome to Michigan Another Mayhem, the show about Michigan murder mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing. Ally, Jen, what up, doe? Da 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 da. Da da. Was that your fake podcast music? Yeah, <laughs> getting the jump on it. <laughs>
1: One day we're going to have to upgrade that.
0: Oh, yeah. So did I tell you that, um, you know, your brother and I recently went on vacation? Um, Vacation on a pandemic is definitely different. It is. I avoid other human beings as a rule anyway. So that part's not too hard. (laughs) But the other part is um, we went to a city and we don't often we're not from a big city. We don't often go to a big city. The amount of homeless people willing to shit on a sidewalk was amazing. Oh, goodness. Or the okay. willing to take a piss in front of you. Like
1: <laughs> But wow. I will
0: give props to New Orleans as um like for every person I saw shitting or pissing on the sidewalk, I saw at least 3, you know, city workers cleaning the sidewalks. They wash the streets every other day. They wash the sidewalks. There were a couple places I saw them like daily washing down the sidewalk. I mean, there's a reason why they're doing it, but, you know, props. You're not, you know what I'm
1: saying? Right. You're not letting it go. Yeah. You're not letting it
0: get crazy. You're cleaning it up as it happens. Maybe
1: they should put out bathrooms.
0: Right. Well, I know that when you have homeless people, um, it's often the warmer the weather, the more, the bigger the homeless issue, because Michigan will try to kill you with its environment. But, like, you can survive in Louisiana, You know what I mean? Because it's warm. You won't, you know, you're not, um, you know, possibly you won't die for four months out of the year. (laughs) So I was just like, so I know because it's warm, they have a bigger issue. Plus it's a big city, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I still had fun though, but I was just like, I'm not a city girl, but I just, I did have a a good time. I'm a visit, a city girl, not living a city girl.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. I agree. Well here while you were gone, yeah. The the plague continued because I got but be- I got better for a hot second and then it was like, screw you, Jen. Here's a whole nother round of illness. Ooh. So it's just been me and the dog trying to survive. Jeez.
0: I'm so uh, sorry. <laughs>
1: you know, this is twenty yeah. twenty. I've been sick more in 2020 than I have in like years. So I guess At least it's just like, Hey, you had like uh 20 years of like nothing. So let me just hit you. Right.
0: I was like, plus it, Apollo is a good snuggler. So if it's going to happen, you know, let it be yeah. a snuggler.
1: And you know that you're just, you've been sick for a long time. This would be like week three. Yeah. Oh, with a couple days off that you just don't even care. Like it's just, <laughs> I yeah, I woke up this morning sore sore throat headache uh, and I'm like okay <laughs> Let me give my and like this is just a regular do laundry. day Yeah this, is, is, I is, guess this is, is how I
0: wake up now <laughs>
1: Yeah like Oh it's crazy though. So what do you got for me today? I want to tell you
0: about the 1832 cholera epidemic and some two really popular dudes that come out of it. And do you right. know it basically with cholera, you basically shit not vomit yourself
1: to death. But what have you got? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pooping. <laughs> that makes that makes me feel a lot better that you know it could be worse. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but it could be yeah, worse. So that's good. I actually it's it's a short story because it's ongoing. I ran across it last night. Okay. And it is the murder of Sarah and Laura. Tanner and Forrest and Neil Sampson of Sumter Township it's an ongoing case
0: nice okay. so I don't have
1: too much I don't have too much for everyone but it's definitely one that we'll be following okay sweet you want me to go first yeah because I
0: actually know the story that you're talking about and really it's like, bummer yes so maybe I you saw, can I add to saw it, saw because- it. I originally saw it when a friend was talking about who lives in the area of where the murders happened. I was talking about, like, man, why are there cops everywhere today? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, talking about what a pain in the ass it was. And then the next day, I was like, oh, shit.
1: Well, maybe yeah. you'll have something a little bit more to add because it... I couldn't find much on it. There's not a lot out there. Um, yeah. There. <laughs> yes. In, in August, the police received a call. The dispatcher heard two people arguing and they took that. This is the cool part about, I always worry about this. When you dial 911 on your cell phone, can they find you? Yeah. And yes, they do. They, (laughs) They took the cellular call and pinpointed where the call came from. And when the cops got to the scene, all four, Sarah, Laura, Forrest, and Neil were found shot and deceased.
0: Right.
1: The police focused their search on Raymond Bailey, age thirty seven. And right here I'm gonna tell you, I yeah. searched around trying to figure out really how did you focus on this guy? Oh. Like you're at the scene and you you just immediately now I have an idea which I'm gonna tell you in a minute.
0: Yeah. But, well, one of the things is the two the two girls, Laura and Sarah, I think. Our sisters and the two guys are brothers and they're all cousins to right. each other. Yeah. Well, Laura was in a relationship, an abusive relationship with Raymond.
1: Yep, and that's what I yeah, that oh, I okay. found that Raymond and Laura dated, they were engaged for a period of time and had a violent relationship, like a year before the murders. Raymond was charged with assault with intent to do bodily harm and a domestic violence misdemeanor. But Laura didn't show up at court. So of course, those charges were dismissed. Right. But they talk about how, you know, there was a manhunt for this guy. Right. And that's the thing. So I guess they were just going off the fact that, hey, the only lead they got is that she was in this violent relate previous violent relationship
0: and which i, I my am understanding is he did threaten to like kill her previously right yeah like in different abusive relationships sometimes they threaten to kill you sometimes they threaten to kill themselves you know in order to like control you i think he was a, i'll kill you and everybody you love type of person
1: right obviously yeah, yeah could be yeah. yeah if it was him right a few days a few days la- days later Raymond did turn himself into the police. Yeah. he was in the Bay City area. And then police say they have information that Raymond confessed to the murders to family and friends. Well, yeah, they <laughs> said
0: that like as he was driving around, he's calling and texting people saying he did it.
1: Yeah. And that when they
0: when he goes before he turns himself in or he calls to turn himself in, he like jumps over this divider and hurts himself. And then He's in the hospital bed. I watched this video of him being arraigned and he's in this hospital bed. And he asked the judge if he could be released so that he can get his medical affairs in order so he can receive like good health care. And the judge denies his request. I'm like, I believe you're a murderer. Right. <laughs> you're like, Can I get out so that I can get my shit together? And they're like, No.
1: <laughs> no. <you>
0: fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, he, that's the only. I that's the only part of the like. I, so I yeah, I watched the video. And he's like, oh, look at all sad shit laying in the hospital bed. You're fucking fine,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> not to be the meanest it's, person. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Did not profess to the murders to the police. Right? No. Nope. And, and he's currently being held as the alleged shooter. Yeah. Is what they, I um I yeah have I guess- to keep an eye on this because it's like. These are those moments where you just want to know why. Why, why yeah. did you decide to kill them all? Like, Yeah. Well,
0: it could be one of those, he's going to go kill her, and when they try to like help her out, he's like, I'll just kill all of you. Go on and just a murder spree.
1: Murder spree! Right. There was um a handful of things in the news in the past couple months when I looked up murder in Michigan. It was like, wow, we had a August to November's been busy. Okay.
0: (laughs) We've had a few things go down in in that time.
1: Right. I'm going to tell you
0: about something that went down in 1832.
1: Okay. So there's been some time
0: for us to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Almost 200 years. But I got my information from this book called Michigan Legends. It's by Cheryl James. The Mayo Clinic. Yeah. Because I wanted to figure out exactly what happens when you have cholera. So themayoclinic.com wikipedia the world health organization because i kept going because i can't stop myself sometimes and michigan org. are you ready to learn some shit i am so in 1832 so in 18 okay so this it's happened more than once we've had cholera go around the literally the entire planet and kill people
1: okay hold on yeah and what is that Okay, I'm going to explain it in a
0: hot second, but I also want to say that I've always pronounced it cholera. Mm -hmm. And then I'm listening to this podcast and they pronounce it cholera. And I could not, (laughs) I don't know what to do, but I'm going to say cholera. So so cholera is basically a bacterium, it's a bacteria, right? Mm -hmm. And it's usually transmitted to humans via unclean water when we have water that's not that's not been clean or maybe contaminated food like maybe you had the bacteria on your hands you touch somebody's food while you're making it for them they eat it they got it right okay. so still to to this day it still affects communities that don't have access to clean water because you know you can't wash your hands you can't do all sorts of things you don't have clean water it could quickly affect an area that has poor sanitation facilities because to this day to this day Cholera kills between 21,000 and 143,000 people a year. And the reason why that span is so big, the reason why it's 120,000 big span, mm-hmm. is because if there are no outbreaks, it's about, you know, for just like a regular year, 21,000. But sometimes when there's an outbreak, it just fucking explodes like a pandemic <laughs> and 143,000 people can die. Uh-huh. So that's the average between there, or the median or whatever the fuck that is. Okay. So cholera can cause death. So it's just a bacteria it can cause death within hours of the infection due to dehydration. Okay. So people infected with the bacteria, they often suffer from severe abdominal cramps, vomiting, watery diarrhea, and nausea. Huh. So should all those symptoms cause the person to dehydrate? They'll also be forced to like endure excessive thirst, dry skin. You'll be lethargic. You won't be, you know, you'll have a rapid pulse and then you die. A lot of people die and you can die within either hours of contacting, um, getting, being in contact with somebody who has cholera and you ingesting it or whatever, or you could die days later. Some people die within an hour. Some people, it takes days, but it often happens. You don't have to die, but it often happens, especially when, um, They didn't have like IVs and shit like that back in the day.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So in 1832, humans did not understand yet the relationship between bacteria and cleanliness and human disease. They don't they didn't understand that all those things went together. But this is the second cholera outbreak that had traveled the world in 1832. This has already happened before. And they knew that disease can spread from person to person. They're not sure how. They're not sure how they don't know about this invisible bacteria shit, but they know it happens. So when these <laughs> outbreaks occur, they you know, people cut each other off. So people in Detroit, the city of the Straits, had heard about the cholera outbreak on the east side of the country, and they know they know it's gonna pass from person to person, so they try to cut the city off. Like, oh, don't accept anybody into the city anymore, you know, not by a river, not by land. We need to cut the city off. There's a disease coming. And here's an example of some of the ways that they were like, we got to keep people from coming in. So there's a mail truck driver that didn't disembark from his ride so that his health could be checked by a professional. So his horse was shot to keep him from entering town. Like when he wouldn't slow down to let a doctor check him, they shot his horse. And then the driver fled when the town's residents start to go after him also. Because they're like, no, you either get checked by a doctor or we kill you basically at this point. And other people in other towns would, like, build fences across roads that would lead to their, like, town or lead to their house. Like, you don't go down this road. This is my house is down here. You can't cross this road. And sometimes they would tear down bridges to isolate cities. There was this hotel in Rochester in 1832 that threw out patrons after learning they were from Detroit. They're like, no, we heard Detroit has cholera. Get the fuck out of our hotel.
1: Because, yeah,
0: they don't know. They're just like, get the fuck away. We don't know how it happens. We just know it does. Right. So, yeah. So the reason why everybody's on high alert is because back in that time, a disease, a, a communicable disease like that could literally wipe out a, an entire town, like take it off the map. It, it, it happened before. Yeah. cholera had done it before. So what happens is basically like too many citizens in the town die and there's not enough to keep the village or township going and the economy dies and you just have to move. So it literally could it literally took cities and towns off the map and they're like, no. But on July 4th, 1832, there was a steamer called the Henry Clay, and it lands in Detroit and it has hundreds of passengers on it, including soldiers. And they know at least one of these soldiers has cholera. They don't know how many of the soldiers had cholera. They just know somebody did. And these soldiers were going to be used in a war against the natives of Chicago, the Black Hawk tribe. So they're trying to drop them off here in Detroit and then have them go to um, Illinois, the Illinois area. So they find out there's sick people on board and they're like, fuck, no, you can't get off here. We're going to send you to they called it at the time it was called Hog Island, but now it's called Belle Isle Belle Isle. So the steamer was like, no, fuck Belle Isle, fuck Hog Island. We're going to go up the St. Clair River. And then they stopped at Fort Gratiot. And there they told the soldiers to get off the fucking boat. At this point, somewhat, several of them are clearly ill. And here's a couple of things that they said happened. Some of it's speculation. We don't know. It's been almost 200 years. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So the soldiers were told to walk back to Fort Detroit from Fort Gratiot. Now, some of the, they think some of the soldiers didn't walk to Detroit. They just deserted. They're like, fuck this. Fuck the army. Fuck everything. We're not going. Goodbye. Some of them, they think, died of illness during the walk back to Detroit and that their corpses were eaten by wild animals. Or some of them just rotted in the forest, never to be found.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Either way, about 150 soldiers make it back to to Fort Detroit when 370 had gotten off the boat at Fort Gratiot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we lost about 200 dudes right there. Now, those soldiers tried to board another steamer, but they get kicked off again. And they're told to stay away from the rest of the fucking population until the disease runs its course. And those soldiers camped in the woods and more die of cholera at this point. Because, you know, they're sick and there's no medication. They're just out camping in the woods. And at this, po- at this point, though, cholera has also taken its toll on the citizens of Detroit. It's already in. It's killing them, you know, some people within hours, some people within days. There are two men who are associated by name with the cholera outbreak in Detroit in 1832. One is Nathaniel Hickok and the other is Father Gabriel Rochard. That name is familiar too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. so the outbreak and the deaths in the area so they blame cholera in detroit on nathaniel who is the same um bloodline as wild bill hickok i'm back in the uh wow what pew pew mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and the passing of the disease from detroit they say that you know cholera left detroit because father richard gabriel richard gave his life and i don't mean to shit on your dreams but that's not what happened but <laughs> nathaniel He dies of cholera in Detroit. There's no written record as to why they suspect him of being the point of transmission. Rumors say that like he was one of the soldiers and that anybody that came in contact with him became ill and died, like he's the starting point. Mm -hmm. Or something that maybe he was more of like a public person. And so because he was always, you know, around other people, he had a severe illness and they're able to say, Oh, yeah, I remember that one guy was really sick. And it can't actually be (laughs) proved that he was the carrier. But it is his name alone, no other name that is documented as being the person who brought cholera to Detroit back in 1832. they're like, yeah, it was Na- it was Nathaniel Hickcock wow. he did it. yeah yeah. So <laughs> I must have been like hysterical at this point because I wrote this deadly communicable disease was brought to you by Nathaniel Hickcock <laughs> and the letter <laughs> C for cholera and the number one. <laughs> 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 so Father Gabriel Richard, he had come to Detroit from France to start life over after the French Revolution. And Richard had first served in Maryland, and then he came to Michigan, and everybody thought really well of him. He founded two schools for boys, two schools for girls in Detroit, and he helped the building of another um, St. Anne church. And because the St. Anne church was actually rebuilt a couple of times in Detroit and in at least two different places. And he has four high schools in Michigan that are named after him, Gabriel Richard. One's in Ann Arbor, one's in Detroit, one's at Gr- Gross Point Farms, and another's in Riverview. And he was revered. He was a revered man. He was known as Le Bon Pierre, which is the Good Father. Father Richard founded and published Michigan's first newspaper. He believed the American government had cheated the Native people, and he fought on their behalf. He helped comfort prisoners in 1805 after the fort that became Detroit burnt down. We talked about that when we talked about Nain Rouge, um, the demon from Detroit, they said, because uh, the first governor, Cadillac, didn't show him respect, the city got burnt down. Mm -hmm. Father Broussard even coined the motto for the new Detroit that we still use today. And in Latin, it's Spiramus Maloria, Resurgent, Cynibus, or whatever. I said that word wrong on the time. Anyway, (laughs) it translates to we hope for better, better things, it shall arise from the ashes. And Father Richard founded the uni- the University of Michigania in Detroit in 1817. And it was reconstituted in Ann Arbor in 1837. And they decided to call it the University of Michigan.
1: Oh, um, I didn't know that. That's yeah.
0: and I know we used to be called Michigania. And I'm like, I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Father Gabriel Richard was also someone who tried to help the victims of the cholera outbreak in Detroit four days after seeing to the sick. So for four days, he's tending to sick people. Father Richard also died of cholera and local lore states that his death closed the door on cholera, his soul, (laughs) the final sacrifice. And he is the last person to die of disease in the area, which, which I already, I already shared on your dreams. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds cute. Yeah. Thousands of people came to his funeral and twice he was buried at St. Anne's church. And I can explain. Okay. Because at one point the church was on one site and he was buried there and then they moved the church and then they moved his body again <laughs> to put it back in the church. Yeah. So Nathaniel Hitchcock also had an interesting burial and he was also moved. So when I did the spooky spaces and Michigan podcast, I think it was like last November. I mentioned a cursed tombstone in Elmwood Cemetery, and that was Nathaniel's. Huh. Yeah, Elmwood Cemetery was not in existence when Nathaniel died. And when it was first created, some people were moved from their original interment places to Elmwood. And Nathaniel's grave was one of the moved graves. However, nobody wanted to move him. And that was because the site was marked with a tombstone that partially quoted Shakespeare by saying, quote, in memory of Nathaniel Hickok, who died of cholera, October 6, 1832. Good friend, for Jesus' sake, forbear, to dig the dust and tear it here. Blessed be the man who spares these stones, and cursed be he that moves my bones. Oh, so yeah. nobody wanted to move his fucking bones, right? Oh, so, wow. right? Folklore says they get this dude who can't read, he's illiterate, and he's an alcoholic, and they convince him to move the tombstone and it became forever known as the cursed tombstone there's always like different rumors on what happened to the guy that moved it yeah i'm not yeah i'm not gonna say he was killed or anything but you know (laughs) shit happened (laughs) and that is the 1832 cholera epidemic
1: that's crazy
0: yes i would not want to shit and vomit myself to death that has got to be awful no no i don't want cholera I mean, it still kills people today, but usually it's places where they can't get to medical facilities, rural places that don't have access to clean water. Not that, that it's acceptable. I'm just saying you could probably live in today's modern world.
1: Yeah. Are That's you bummed kind of, out? Uh, <laughs> I yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, wow, that poor guy getting accused of, you know. I know of killing uh, hundreds of, of killing. people. People and there's there's no proof of that. It's not like that. <clears throat> there was a news article in Aug around yeah. August of this year where this guy, I think his name was Barry, there's a guy named Barry and like Glen Chin. They're okay. charged. They're they're actually were charged in August with the murders. You know, there was like eleven murders in Michigan wow. um, tied to meningitis outbreak. Wow! And the pharmacist, one of them's a pharmacist like Glenn, and he okay. sent out painted steroids to multiple. Oh yeah. You know, and then that outbreak was in 2012. At least we know he did it. It's true. God, right? This poor guy. He literally <laughs>
0: signed the paper, so we know he was the one that did it. Right, this poor Hickok guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he has got a bad name. Yeah, well, his Ugh. cousin
0: later on, his uh kin Wild Bill will uh boost the family name back up. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, I so bad for him. And yeah, his name is the only name that's listed with the outbreak, as far as yeah, he gave it to us. <laughs> but they, but they didn't even know at the time what bacteria was, or they just knew that you could get it from another person.
1: Right. Well. That's right. Uh, cool. that was good. All right,
0: I will talk to you later.
1: All right, bye
0: bye contact us at anchor or michigan and other mayhem at gmail.com or on facebook to join the conversation listen to the podcast or correct us when necessary rate subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider bye-bye now